Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. Are you guys ready for book nine? You ready? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Did you put those? Peyton. Okay, I'm not even going to say what it is. That is so cute. Did you just go around looking for metal that it would stick to? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? They're my magnetic um, butterflies. Yeah. And they look like monarch butterflies. They are. But, oh yeah, they're, okay. they're monarch butterflies, but they're like plastic and they don't look like, they don't look like really real, but it looks, it looks like kind of real. And Peyton, I was like earlier trying to stick them on things because I got them thinking that I was going to put them on your window and surprise you. Uh, but there's no, I know. Not it, even on my, I think it's metal. I just don't think it's a certain type of metal that magnetizes to it. So anyways, Peyton has a a speaker in her room by her bed because ever since she was little, her nanny, Scarlett, um, used to play lullaby music to her. And then so when Peyton was big enough to go to preschool, they also played lullaby music. And then so we started doing it just because Peyton had always had it and it just helps her sleep. So she has these cute butterflies uh, magnetized to it and it looks really cute you arrange them in a really nice way too they look very feng shui I think you should do it all around because I can see the back of the plug so I think we should twist it so you can't see that and then you should put them all over mm-hmm. there's one on her um, light switch like that's stuck to the metal screw mm-hmm. yeah um what did we get in the mail today well I guess we got it in the mail yesterday but we missed our podcast yesterday but fortunately we sometimes record over the weekend just in case we aren't able to do one so we didn't miss one technically so we got what came in the mail yesterday two spiders yep we got two jumping spiders and they're so cute and they look like lucas's spider they're not scary spiders and they're girls and do we 100 percent figure out their names yet yes what pumpkin and daisy pumpkin and daisy and their enclosure so cute I'm going to try and figure out how we can post pictures because it's like I want people to be able to see what we're talking about. And honestly, if you guys saw the enclosure that we did, it makes them not scary. Our We have our so sweet cleaning lady. Her name's Blanca. And she said, oh, you have a butterfly in there? Because it's I think because it's really cute and it's like plants and we have like moss it just looks like very fern gully if you don't know what that is ask your parents what fern gully is and if you are the parent and you don't know what that is ask your parent your parents what fern gully is it was this movie about fairies who lived in the forest and it was like all greenery and like ferns and trees anyways that's how we made the boys look and the girls we just um hot glued like um flowers fake flowers and fake vines yeah so cute it was so cute well anyways should we get to reading Mm -hmm. yeah and it's late we had a late day today 
because there was back to school night. And then Peyton asked if we could go out to Olive Garden. Because my friend Trindy went there. Yeah, and honestly, I was like, I don't feel like cooking tonight. It was going to be like 7.30 by the time we got home. No, thank you. Right? So it was a good idea. It was a great idea. Okay, great. Now we don't have our our high tech. Okay, if I put this here. Okay, sorry if you heard a crunching noise. I had to I had to crunch our what is it called? Pop socket. Pop socket. Okay. So I'm gonna try not to bump this. This one's kind of a longer book. How many pages? This one might be three parts. I'm gonna say this is gonna be three parts. So I'm gonna do 40 pages each. So it'll be a little bit shorter, but then it'll be easier to get through. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're already falling asleep? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. What are we going to do with this kid? All right, let me find what page 40 is. Okay, we're going to go to... Okay, we're technically... Oh, shoot, this is going to be a shorty, you guys. We're going to go to page 36 because Peyton's already falling asleep. Oh, we don't have our taco. Where's our taco clip? Mm-hmm. I'll find it later. Okay. All right, now you're being dramatic by making the sleepy noises. Come on, you're not that tired. Mm-hmm. Okay, book nine. We have nine, 10, 11, 12, and we're done with Ivy and Bean. How sad. And reminder, what's the next series that we're reading called if you want to buy the books? Mercy Watson. Mercy Watson. It's like a little pig. Is it a good, cute series? No idea. Have you read any of the books, Bean? I like one one and two. Are they good? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. So Ivy and Bean, book nine, make the rules. So, oh, actually it's called Ivy and Bean, make the rules. Okay. Chapter never forever. Girls are strong. Girls are great. Said Nancy boinging in the kitchen. Girls have power to create. She stomped her foot and put one arm up, arm up in the air at girl power forever. Stop singing that song, said Bean grumpily. She sucked the milk out of her spoon, and then she slurped down the cereal that was left behind. Nancy watched. That's got to be the slowest way to eat cereal in the entire world that I know. The entire world. I know, said Bean, slurping. That's why I do it. It makes it last longer. Well, cut it out, said Nancy. I have to get to camp. Today's the first day. As if Bean didn't know that already. Camp, camp, camp. Nancy had been talking about for it for weeks. And there it was, right on her t-shirt in big letters. Girl, power, camp forever. For spring break, Nancy was, was going to girl, power, forever camp. And Bean was too young for girl, power, forever camp. You had to be 11. And if you were 7, like some people... The only camp you could go to was Puppet Fun. Bean would never in a million years go to Puppet Fun. Nancy dropped her backpack on the kitchen table and opened one of its many pockets. Nancy's favorite backpack was fancy zebra striped, and there there was a tiny troll doll attached to one of its zippers. Bean's backpack was dirty and orange, and she had tried to draw an eagle on the front, but it hadn't turned out right. It looked like a slug with wings. Nancy pulled out her special folding brush and brushed it all and brushed her already brushed hair. Even without looking, she made a ponytail and fixed it with a sparkly scrunchie. Hurry up, she said to Bean. Just eat it. 
Bean took a long, slow slurp. I don't see why I have to hurry, she said. I'm I'm not going to your old camp. You can go in your eleven, said Nancy. Bean scowled. No way. Camp? Ha! Not for me. She shook her head. No. I've got too much other stuff to do. What do kids have to do when they don't go to summer camp besides sit around? Because if you're not allowed to play on an iPad, what do you do all day, Pay? Hmm. Just like ask your mom to read to you? Yes. <laughs> Nancy smiled. What kind of stuff? Bean shook her head like she had so much to do that she couldn't even begin to tell her about it. Nancy patted her shoulder sympathetically. Finish your cereal. You have to go with Mom to drop me off to camp. Stop feeling sorry for me, snapped Bean. But Nancy had already left the room, her ponytail swishing on her way to have a secret big kid fun that wasn't allowed to have that Bean wasn't allowed to have. Bean pushed her chair out and stood up. I'm not a baby, you know, she yelled. Five million girls in pink girl power forever shirts were squirming around outside the youth center, waiting for camp to begin. They hugged each other and they squealed. They showed each other their cell phones. They sang. They danced. They giggled. They were all bouncy and happy and busy. And Bean stood beside her mother, unbouncy, unhappy, and unbusy. She watched as Nancy brushed, rushed. Uh, she watched as Nancy rushed to her friends, her friend Dee Dee. Once they had hugged and squealed, they gave each other piggyback rides. Then they traded for they traded scrunchies and squealed some more. Then someone blew the whistle, and all five million girls swarmed to the youth camp center. Bye, Mom, said Nancy called, swinging her backpack over her shoulder. Bye, Beanie. Beanie? Fooey. Bean turned and began to trudge home besides her mother. At least she didn't have to trudge too far. The youth camp center was a big shed on the edge of, at the edge of Monkey Park, just a block and a half from Bean's house. That was the camp. That's, what's camp about anyway, said Bean. Not that she cared. Herman stopped and rattled about, uh, rattled around in her purse. I've got a brochure, brochure in here somewhere, she said. Oh, here it is. She pulled out a pink sheet of paper with daisies on it. Bean read, Girl Power Forever, a week of inspiration and fun for girls, ages 11 to 14, crafts, nature study, mind-body strengthening, drama, first aid, dance, social skills, plus our role, our role model, women of history, hands-on learning, and a safe, supportive atmosphere. Snacks provided. So that was the flyer that she got. Her mom smiled at her. You wish you were going to camp too, don't you? Bean was getting ding-dang tired of people looking at her sympathetically. No! And she didn't. Not really. I can still get you into puppet fun, her mom said. No, Bean yelled. I've got too much to do, and I've got more important plans for this week. Her mother stopped walking and crouched down to look at Bean's into Bean's eyes. Okay, you're probably too grown up for puppet fun anyways. You're getting to be pretty a pretty big kid, Bean nodded. She was. Her mom went on. I think you might be old enough to do something new. You're going to get me a dirt bike, Bean said. 
Her mom laughed. No, I wasn't thinking of a dirt bike. I was thinking more that you're big enough to come here to Monkey Park by yourself. If you want you and Ivy, and if it's okay with Catherine. Catherine was Ivy's mom. Bean sighed inside herself and turned to look <laughs> turned to look at Monkey Park. Its real name was Miss Taylor Hopper and such memorial park that everybody called it Monkey Park because it had a fountain with a statue with a smiling monkey in the middle. The monkey was dressed in shiny blue in a shiny blue suit and he held a big shiny platter of oranges and grapes. The fountain water spurted out of his hat. Beside the fountain, Monkey Park had one big flat field and one not-so-flat on a playground filled with babies. There were so many trees and some bushes and flowers. Kids played soccer at Monkey Park. Families had picnics there. Babies crawled up the play structures. Nothing exciting had ever happened at Monkey Park. Going to Monkey Park was the opposite of going to Girl Power Forever Camp. Bean knew, but Bean knew her mother was trying to be nice. So she nodded. Okay. Then they walked home. As they climbed up the front stairs, Bean's mom said, You could always help with the dishes if you're looking for something to do. Big kids help. Uh, Sorry, Bean said. I'm only seven. Dang, seven years old and she's going to the park by herself? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, thank you. I've seen too many, we've listened to too many crime podcasts, huh, Pay. Oh, and she's falling asleep. Uh, Unmagic Treehouse. Bean did have important plans. Okay, one important plan. It was about a board. She had a good board, a really good one, and it was wide and strong and smooth, and it had probably been a bookshelf once. But when Bean saw it, she knew what it meant, that it was meant to be a treehouse. It would be on the floor of Bean's treehouse and her secret hideaway, her fort, her almost apartment up in the leaves, where no one would come unless Bean gave them permission. Except Ivy, because Ivy was going to help build it, and they were going to be tree housemates. But there was one problem. Bean's plan, with Bean's plan, trees. Bean's backyard had trees, but not nice, low front with light, nice, low, friendly branches. It had trees with a high, unfriendly branch, and Bean tried putting her board in a bush, but that didn't work. The bush sort of fell over. Bean and her teeth gritted her teeth and lugged the, the board up to her front yard. There was a plum tree with some sturdy branches in the front yard, a treehouse that was not as good as the backyard treehouse, but Bean was trying to be open-minded. Another problem was nails. Bean was not supposed to use them, or hammers. Her dad had promised to nail the board to the plum tree, but he kept forgetting. Now, as Bean thought about Nancy in Girl Forever Camp, she decided that she couldn't wait for her dad. She had to make her own treehouse today. No hammer and nails? Fine. She would find another way, a better way. Nancy would come home from camp and wish she had a treehouse like Bean's. Bean might let her sit inside for a minute. Bean looked over Ivy's house on the other side of Pancake Court. The curtains were closed, but that was okay. Bean could do it on her own. Girls are strong. Girls are great, she said softly. Girls had the power to create. Feeling determined, Bean set off to work. The first question was how to stick things together without nails. Easy peasy, duct tape. 
being raced inside and came out with a thick roll of tape. She was getting more determined by the moment. Probably kids would cluster around the bottom of the plum tree, hoping to be allowed in her treehouse. She shoved the board shoved the board up into the tree branches and looked at it for a second, and then went inside to get a chair. She banged her knee, dragging the chair over the lawn, and it wasn't very good of the lawn, and it wasn't very good for the lawn, but at least she was ready. She stood on the seat and wrapping the tape around the board and the branch. Tape, tape, tape. Okay, done. She got down and moved the chair to the other end of the board. Tape, tape, tape. Hi, yikes. Bean grabbed the tree to keep herself, herself from falling off of her chair. Did I scare you? Ivy looked pleased. I'm trying to walk without making any sound. Why do you want to do that? asked Bean. So I can creep up on people and cast spells on them, Ivy said. I was going to be a witch. Ivy was going to be a witch when she grew up, so she needed to know how to do things like that. Oh, can you hold on to this side of the tape on the, while I do the other end? Ivy stood on the chair. Beside Bean. Bean taped up a storm. There, she exclaimed. Done. They both got off the chair and stood back to look. The board looked surprisingly small up there among the branches of that plum tree. In fact, it looked puny. It didn't look like a treehouse. It looked like a board with lots of tape on it. Bean's throat got thick and hot. Big kids made treehouses all the time. They didn't have to use tape. They used nails and a hammer and they stood on ladders, not chairs. They pounded nails while telling jokes on their tr in their in their tree houses were as big as a regular house and secret, not out in front of everyone in their own front yards. And big kids built things, made things, cooked things, and had things, new things, and Bean didn't because she was just a little kid. Ivy washed Bean's face. We can fix it, she said. She meant the tree house. No, said Bean. I'm sick of this old tree house. And she kicked the old plum tree. What good is a treehouse anyways? You just sit. It's dumb. Well, Ivy said, you can eat cookies in it. Eating? Eating is boring, Bean said crabbily. I'm going to do things, fun things, like crafts and nature study. Crafts and nature study, said Ivy? What? From her pocket, Bean pulled out the Girl Power Forever paper and handed it to Ivy. That's what I want to do, she said. I want to do all of that stuff. Ivy read off the list. Crafts nature study, first aid, and then she looked up at Bean and back at the paper. Dance, drama, social skills, great women of history, and she began to smile. Bean, we can do all of this stuff. We don't need to go to camp. We can make our own camp. Chapter Camp Flaming Arrow. There are certain things that a camp has to have. The first thing is counselors. The people who run the camp are called counselors. The people who run camps are called counselors. They make all the decisions and they are prepared for anything. Plus, everyone has to do what you say. Counselor Ivy said Bean, she saluted. Counselor Bean said Ivy, she saluted too. Bean put the ring of duct tape on her arm. If you had duct tape, you were prepared for anything. Okay, let's make some decisions. The first thing we have to decide on is a name. Okay, said Ivy. What do you want to call it? Something good, said Bean. Right. Something cool, said Bean. Cool, right, Ivy agreed. 
and then something kind of tough sounding being put on something that will make people wish they went to our camp like camp flaming arrow flaming arrows were totally cool and tough and bean had seen them in a movie they shot through the air and whatever they hit burned to a crisp or camp neanderthal said ivy dreamily neanderthals neanderthals are cool though oh cool and tough bean had never heard of neanderthals so ivy explained that they were long gone cave people who were maybe short and stumpy but definitely brave they climbed saber-toothed tigers over the head and they were so brave bean had to agree neanderthals are pretty cool they were just as cool as flaming arrows how could they choose between them eeny meeny miny mo suggested ivy so they eeny meeny and when flaming arrow won ivy didn't even mind because camp flaming arrow was such a great name who wouldn't want to come to camp flaming arrow another reason ivy didn't mind very much about the eeny meeny was that she had her own great idea afterwards it was about the tent they needed a tent no tent no camp but unfortunately, neither Ivy nor Bean had a, a tent handy. Where could they get one? For a few minutes, they were stumped. Then, mm -hmm, Ivy had a great idea. Hey, she said and jumped to her feet. My mom got new curtains. She began to run towards her house. Bean didn't think that that was very exciting. But as she found out what, when Ivy came back, the new curtains were not the exciting part. The exciting part was the old curtains. Ivy had fished them out of the garbage, four long white pieces of cloth, perfect for tent making. And then uh, she and Ben laid, she and Bean laid the cloth out on the grass and duct taped the tops of the curtains together to make a super wide piece of white cloth. Ta-da, now they had a tent. And we all we have to do is throw this over a branch and call it Camp Flaming Arrow. Has be and then Camp Flaming Arrow can begin. Said Ivy, pointing to the plum tree. No, said Bean. Camp Flaming Arrow isn't here. Ivy looked confused. Then where is it? Monkey Park, said Bean firmly. Real camps are at Monkey Park. Bean's mom said okay. In her backpack, Bean placed a safety pin an old Santa hat with a beard attached to it, a wolf mask left over from Halloween, and she carried a big sign that said Camp Flaming Arrow on her in her hands so it wouldn't get crumpled. Presto, she was ready for camp. Ivy's mom said okay. Ivy got the tent into her backpack, but there wasn't much room for anything else. She slipped into a few band-aids inside. Better safe than sorry. Just like, just like teachers always said, at, at the last minute, she jammed her magnifying glass in as well. She was all ready for camp. Bye, they screeched to their mothers. At the edge of the park, they stopped. Whoa, Nellie, Bean said. Monkey Park was bursting with kids. On the big flat field, there were two soccer games going. On another pack of with another pack of kids jumping up and down on the side. On the not-so-flat field, kids were clustered around picnic tables, doing something with paper bags. 
a bunch of more kids were having a tug of war with some teenagers. More kids sat on the grass listening to a man talk about Indians. Over in the park, babies were falling down and sliding and screaming. Nobody paid any attention as Bean and Ivy walked over to the side of the park where the trees were. They flung the two curtain-wide cloths over the tree branch and carefully spread the edges that touched the ground. They went inside and they came back out to put to put rocks on the edges of their tents to make them stay. Bean, Bean unrolled the Camp Flaming Arrow sign and stuck it to the tent with her safety pin. Ivy and Bean looked at each other and smiled. Camp Flaming Arrow was in business. Okay, is that the last page we're going to do? Okay. She's little Miss Peyton's asleep, so we're going to stop and make it like a shorty short episode, but uh, good night.